The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back to Source of Truth podcast today and this Tuesday as we enjoy some time in our live stream devotional. And we're so glad you're taking time to join us. Uh, we really, my family and I, had a great break on our Thanksgiving time. We got a couple of days away, and it was just a nice time of recovery, just time alone with family, and uh, we thoroughly enjoyed the trip, enjoyed the time, and it's nice to be back in the office and back to work as we look forward to December and Christmas and all that comes uh, with this time. I know this is definitely an encouraging time for a majority of people. We also know, statistically speaking, it can be a discouraging time, and the pandemic, notwithstanding, can probably add to that. Uh, so we hope you will find your strength in God during this time, and we hope you'll find encouragement in Him during this time, as we all will need to as we go through the craziness of everything going on in our world right now. Uh, but we want to continue to be in the Word of God, and I uh, so hope you'll keep with us throughout the month of December as we continue to study and, and share thoughts and encouragement throughout these few weeks. A couple quick things to mention to you. This Sunday morning, uh, we mentioned this. If you were in Sunday or watched Sunday, you saw in the video that uh, we are going to start an extreme mitigation service starting Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, again, the premise of the service is to allow anyone who just as would feel more comfortable in a service with more restrictions than we put in the 10 o'clock service, uh, this is your service. Uh, we, we don't have children's programs, and that's on purpose, because um, uh, all these, one of the things they say is limiting contact in those areas, uh, not to mention uh, we just don't have the volunteer staff to run two full services at the moment. And so um, if you want those, the 10 o'clock service is for you, but it also offers the opportunity for some who attend the 10 o'clock service to come at 9 o'clock leaving more room in the 10 o'clock service. And uh, so if that's you, uh, you're um, at a high risk for the effects of the virus. Um, your job really kind of puts you in a place where it'd be better for you to be, have, be around less people in the service, uh, greater social distancing, the masks being worn, less contact in other areas. Um, or you really say, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not comfortable due to either one of those two, then we invite you to join us at 9 in the morning. We will not be live streaming the service, uh, but we will be meeting in person. The service will be shorter. Uh, there'll be less singing. One of the things that the CDC says sometimes is singing can be an issue. And so we're taking every extra precaution out there. Some of them are not necessary. They're suggested. So we're taking every, at this moment, every suggested precaution into that nine o'clock service. So we invite you to join us. Uh, there will be some singing. It'll be limited. Again, um, just for the amount of volunteers we have, we're going to limit it down to uh, a minimal service. But we invite you to join us. We'll have some congregational singing. Um, the message, uh, we'll have a message the same as the 10 o'clock service. Uh, it will be shorter. We're anticipating the whole service to be 40, 45 minutes max. Um, so we invite you to join us at 9 o'clock this Sunday morning. And if we have five, ten people in the service, uh, we'll do it. Anybody shows up, we're going to have the service. Um, obviously, how long we keep it depends on uh, who shows up and things of that nature. But we invite you to come. And if it's just ten or fifteen of us all together, we'll have a great service in that time. And uh, we just want to offer every opportunity for everyone to come, as as the, the fear and the potential risk increases with the amount of um, cases taking place here in our part of the world. We want to make sure we take every effort to offer multiple opportunities. So we'll see how this goes. We invite you to join us 
Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We're going to continue in Proverbs this morning, and we'll be in Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, and we're going to read a section of verses, and here's what I want to share with you. I have this, this primary thought. The primary thought is something I was told when I left home. I was told while I was in home, and I had been taught since I've been in ministry and since I've married, been an adult, and was kind of went out on my own. I was given this a bit of advice, probably of the many bits of great advice I was given, one of the best ones was it was simply this, never stop learning. You can learn from anybody. Uh, you can uh, learn from people who are older than you, especially as we learn in Proverbs with who have great wisdom and experience. Uh, believe it or not, you can learn from people younger than you, thing you might not, you might miss. Uh, you can learn from people who all their advice is completely poor. <laughs> Everything they advise you, you say, man, that's just 100% wrong. You can learn from them. You can learn, yeah, that's not right or wrong. You can learn from critics who are just established to make your life miserable, and God can use them to help you see things that otherwise you might not see to make you better. If you desire to become better, you desire to gain wisdom, you desire to improve in your life and in your walk with God, you can learn from anyone. And so we're going to talk about that and the strength that we find from that in this passage this morning. So we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 24, and um, let's go to verse... Uh, Let's go to verse number three. Verse number three of Proverbs chapter 24 says this, Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, he a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too high for a fool, he opened his not his mouth in the gate. So as we look at these verses, we're going to get another reminder from Solomon and the Lord to us today about some practical understanding and the aspect of the need for wisdom and knowledge and just to continue to learn. Back in verse 3, he starts with this idea. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. Now, obviously, he's talking about a home more than a house, although you can obviously talk about that. If you don't use the wisdom that is needed in building a physical structure, you're going to find that maybe the foundation's weak, um, it's not built well, there's dangers behind it, and so you want wisdom and knowledge in doing that. So you're not going to buy uh, a home from somebody who just decided, I'm going to try and do this for the fun of it and find out the house is unsafe. You don't want to do that. You're going to find someone who has experience, who has knowledge and wisdom in the art of that, and you will buy the home. The same thing is true in establishing what happens in the home. Please remember, the physical structure, whether you live in an apartment, whether you live in a townhome, a home, you know, a single home, whatever we call it today, um, those are just structures. Um, and since I've been in, my wife and I have been married, I think we've lived in six or seven homes. Uh, we rented a home at college. We stayed in a home for a period of time at our first ministry before we purchased. Uh, we've lived in prophets' chambers. We've lived in parsonages, and now we own a home. Uh, we've lived in many different areas. And one thing I can state about that is some of the homes were bigger, some were smaller, some were just one room, some had multiple. Every one of those, I can look back and say that even though the structure, the yard, all of the, the, the limitations or whatever would be of these different places, those have changed and do change. But the one thing that does not change in any of those is what takes place inside, what actually takes place in the home. 
every place we've been, every, no matter how big or small it's been, I can sit back and see so many similarities in all of them because what we live is just a physical building. What we do inside is the home. How we work as a marriage, how we work as a home, how we work in the family, how we, how we go through the battles of life together is what makes the home. And so he says, uh, through wisdom is a house or home built. And by understanding, it is established. So what we understand is when we go through life, we need wisdom. We need wisdom to deal with whatever comes our way. We need wisdom to deal with things that don't make sense. Uh, the verse has been rolling through my mind this morning. Uh, Proverbs which says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. And I'm telling you, when life comes at you, that is hard to do. It's hard to look at something and where it's God just says, listen, do not view your current circumstance from your own understanding. It won't make sense. You'll miss why I've allowed this to happen. You'll miss this, you'll miss that. And, and sometimes you look at things and say, but Lord, how could this possibly ever be good? How can you use this for good? And, he, and it's the wisdom that we need to be able to sit back and say, Lord, I don't get this, but I trust you have a plan behind it. So I need wisdom to be able to deal with that. And I need understanding. I need, I need both of those things. He continues in verse 4 to says, By knowledge and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And so now he says, listen, there's wisdom you need in a home and then there's knowledge you need in the home. Please understand, those two things are separate points of view. They're two separate things. I, I, you can meet somebody who has great knowledge but very little wisdom to implement the knowledge. Then you, know, then you find someone who may have been blessed with great wisdom, but they don't use it to increase in knowledge. So wisdom would be, Lord, I, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to use great biblical wisdom, but am I going to gain knowledge in my field? Am I going to gain knowledge in my field, in life, and am I going to increase learning on this? And I need to have both of those. So wisdom helps me to establish, and it's by knowledge, my chambers will be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. My wisdom gives me the ability to gain knowledge. For example, in my field, in my field as a pastor, every week it is my responsibility to pray and to be in the Word of God and study. So wisdom tells me that if I want to be good at my job and to be effective at my job and God's blessing, I need prayer, I need Bible study, I need God to speak to me. But then through that wisdom I learn, I also need knowledge. So I go to the Word of God, I read commentaries, I read other messages, I read other books, I bring in knowledge from the scriptures. Now, the, remember the Bible says knowledge puffeth up. If all I get from scripture is knowledge, then all I get is a full head. If knowledge doesn't compel me to do anything with it, all I have is knowledge. And that's what he's saying. Knowledge and wisdom work together to be effective in these things. And so I must always be learning and I must always be seeing how can I take that and use that through wisdom. Now, again, he says now in verse Four, five, a wise man is strong, a man of knowledge increases strength. Um, now you find two things there, two things in this section of scripture. He, he puts it together. He says, a wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases strength. These were these two come together. So I'm going to study scripture. Let's go back to the verse I quoted. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not. Until you all, all understanding. Verse 5, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So I'm trusting in God, and I, you know, so my knowledge understands the word trust is something where I put all of my trust, all of my 
dependence on all these things in God, and then I don't even put any weight into my own understanding. So knowledge tells me to do this. Wisdom says when the events come, I'm not going to overreact as much as every part of me wants to because knowledge has told me to trust in God. So wisdom helps me to place that knowledge into the event that takes place. When I do those two, then I find strength. When I do what Paul said in Philippians, um, I'm trying to think of the exact phrase. I'm just going to completely blank on it right now. Um, and when we talk about play, you know, coming to God with thanksgiving and all these things going on, um, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God will pass all understanding to keep your hearts and minds. Be anxious for nothing for everything going on, but give it to God and then find out what he's going to do with it. So the knowledge tells me I can't overreact. I know God's in control. He's got a plan. He's sovereign. He knows what he's doing. Wisdom says when things don't make sense, I need to implement those two things. I think we all understand it's hard to do both of those things because here's, here's what happens with knowledge. So I have an event that takes place and my knowledge roams to all of the things that, that are truthful. Okay, this circumstance happened, and here are all the things that are going to happen, and they might, and sometimes they do. Wisdom says, i got to stop and i got to trust in God because he can use this for his honor and glory, and he, he will use this. And then I go back to Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So he can use everything, even bad things, for his good. How? I don't know, but he can, and I've seen I've seen it happen. So I want to establish both of those things. So how do I gain this knowledge and this wisdom? Well, obviously, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fear of the Lord, beginning of knowledge. I come in fear of God and the Word of God, and I come and say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to learn. So I go to the Word of God. I go in prayer. I get around God, and I allow God to teach me. And I allow God to help me to see His hand through things that make no sense. So what could be happening is it's a, a struggle a struggle in your life. God could be strengthening you. God could be teaching you patience. God could be chastening you. There's a list of things God could be doing. How do I grow through that and, and, and ultimately find strength through this? Learning from these things. So I go through these times and I understand that I need knowledge. I need wisdom. And when I, when I grow in wisdom, in growing knowledge, I increase in strength, a strong, you know, you know, you find times when your life is struggling, what do you do? You grab the phone and you call somebody. Now, sometimes we call people, there's two different kind of people you can call. You can call somebody who, it's a peer who's just going to listen, you know, and we can talk about the battles and you need, you need people to come alongside and just be there to help. And the Bible tells us we, you know, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. That is a biblical command. And so we need people around us to do that. But when you're thinking, well, yeah, I need, but I need answers. I need to know how to handle this and to be able to move beyond it. Who do you call? You call somebody who has proven to have knowledge and wisdom in that area. Because you find strength. You find comfort. When the world's falling apart, you grab a phone, you call somebody who can offer wisdom and strength. Those persons who have scripture, who's walked with God and through experience has proven this, you go to them because they offer comfort. That's what you need. It's what we need spiritually. We want to be that person. We want to offer that to those around us and to our homes. We want that to be in our homes so when things are falling apart, I'll give an example as a family. 
in the middle of the pandemic, what do we do? We can become overwhelmed. And, 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 it's, and it, right now, it's easy to do that when you hear of extreme cases and all this. It's easy for us to become overwhelmed with everything going on and become frustrated. And as the leaders in our home, we can do one of two things. We can become overwhelmed and, and, and not trusting God and kind of allow this stuff to overwhelm us and, the, and people around us will see it and, we, and that becomes contagious. Or we can somehow gain guard of the strength that we need from this and allow them to say, doesn't make a lot of sense, but boy, I see. Now I see strength and faith. Let me give an example. At the praise night, we did pie and praise. Mrs. McKenna made a comment. I was just so, I wanted one day, hopefully, if it ever happened, this be said of me. She was talking about her son going through the struggles, uh, needing the transplant, things of that nature. And her comment was this, I am so something along these lines. I have just been so overwhelmed by his faith. And I hope that one day in the battles, in the midst of the trials, that's what would be said of me, that my faith in God is strong enough to overcome whatever comes our way. And I, it comes from knowledge, it comes from wisdom. That's the strength we need. Because in days like today, you know, what is needed more than physical strength, what was really needed more is emotional and spiritual strength. And that comes from our relationship with God. Let's continue on. Verse 6, how do we continue? For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. We look at this scripture right here, and we say the phrase we hear a lot, the multitude of counselors there is safety, and there's truth to that. So my question comes to you, but we often kind of miss the first verse. By wise counsel thou shalt make thy war. Whatever you're going at, whether it be war or battles, when you go against and you go at life and against Satan or whatever it is, wise counsel will give you the strength to be able to, one, is it worth doing? You know, pick and choose your battles. Do I do this? Do I take this step? What is the right step to do? And in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. I gain from multiple to multitude, multitude of people. Now, let me, let me say something in this I think is so important, and, I, and, it, and it goes cross-cultural. You know, I find myself in the middle of two different generations. Generation X is not heard an awful lot about today. Uh, the millennials come in, you've got the greatest generation, all these different people on both sides. And so I see an older generation. I was listening to, let me give an example again from my point of view. I was listening to a preacher talk about the benefits of how some churches have gone to two styles of services. There's your contemporary service, your traditional service. And uh, he says you go to your traditional service and you see a room full of gray, gray heads. And you go to your contemporary service and you see a room full of young people. And he said, what you find, though, is you find two different churches. You find a room full of wisdom, but there's little energy. And then you find a full, room full of energy missing the wisdom. And you, you lose them both. And then you don't have one church. You have two different churches from two different points of view. What I learned from that, what I gained from that is an interesting point. We need to learn from each other. The younger generation, I'll be honest, I think this is a battle the younger generation fights right now. The younger generation is so busy teaching the older generation, they're making mistakes because they won't learn from them. There's just very little desire from the generations coming up to learn. And some of it is, well, they don't understand technology, they don't understand this. We miss the wisdom that comes from those who have gone through life. Before iPhones, who cares? The battles we find are the same. And he says, in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. But here's what we do. We run to people who are going to give us and tell us what we want to hear. So we run to people, and, and then here's the sad part. We run to people who have no more experience in our current scenario than we do right now. How are we going to gain knowledge from somebody who has no more experience in the current situation than we do? We're not going to be able to do that. 
So we need to be seeking out people who have experience in this. They have spiritual experience, wisdom, knowledge, and then they can tell you, hey, based upon my many, many more years of life, I can give you wisdom. And too often we look and say, well, they just don't fully understand my generation. I don't know even, you know, you know what, they probably understand a whole lot more than you think because Solomon made it clear there's no new thing under the sun. What, what we miss because they don't know technology as well as we do or whatever, we miss the great wisdom we can get to deal with real life scenarios with God and these different battles. And in the multitude of counselors, not just one or two people who will tickle their ears and let us share what we need to hear, people who sometimes would be straightforward and just say, listen, this is the way it is. We don't like it. We need that wisdom. That's where we find strength. And I hope we, we lean upon that and allow that to be what we want, what we grow in in our daily lives, strength and wisdom from the Word of God, from prayer, from coming to church, and from others around who can offer us wisdom we don't have. May that be what we lean upon today. May that be what we get in the midst of the times. And as we continue into the holiday season and the, the news doesn't make sense, may we not be compelled and overwhelmed by the news. May we be, be driven and strengthened and found peace by the word of God and by encouragement from others as God's encouraged us to do. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this Tuesday. Uh, we hope you have a great day. We hope you have a great week. We hope you find your strength in God and continue to do. And if you're watching or listening today, you're doing what we've talked about seeking knowledge and seeking wisdom. And may you continue to grow in that and find the strength that comes in that time of God. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we hope to see you tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we will have in-person services as well as a live stream of the same classes. And so that'd be tomorrow night at seven o'clock. We hope you have a great rest of the day. Well, we'll see you again tomorrow.